Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Now, did you know that gold mining occurs on every continent except Antarctica? Often these mines are in remote and impoverished areas with little infrastructure or alternative economic activity. In its latest report, the social and economic contribution of gold mining, the World Gold Council, has sought to demonstrate how gold mining can support the economic development of local communities and national economies. To find out more, we're joined now by Terry Heyman, the CFO of the World Gold Council. Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Now, Terry, um, you know, when we, when we talk about gold mining, um, let's be honest, the, the public perception of it, sustainability and ESG, not exactly the first things that come to mind, but as these are now at the top of the agenda for most investors and industry players, how's that reshaping the industry? So look, I think it's a really great question and, and something that the gold mining sector has been thinking about these sustainability issues for a, for a long time. Uh, I think it's great that that interest in sustainability is, is now becoming much broader and investors are asking those questions. This is an industry that cares deeply about operating responsibly. We at the World Gold Council uh, are a membership association. We have 33 member companies who are all committed to responsible mining. Uh, operate in line with the responsible gold mining principles, which set out very clearly what is expected of a, of a gold miner in terms of obviously environmental, social and, and governance considerations. And what I would say is it's really important to operate responsibly and to minimize the risks associated with gold mining. Everybody recognizes this is an extractive industry. It does have a yeah. significant impact on, on the places where it operates. But if you can operate responsibly, the potential to drive sustained social and economic development is so significant. And that's what we're talking about in this new report we've released. So how can holding gold increase portfolio alignment with you know, decarbonization or heading towards net zero, those kind of pathways? So what's really interesting about gold is that it really is the ultimate recyclable material. Nobody ever knowingly throws away gold. It's of such value. <laughs> And, and so recognized. So the, the, the circular economy is alive and well in, in gold. And, and every year, uh, approximately 30% of, of gold demand comes from recycled sources. So recycled gold is a very important part of the overall gold story, as well as newly mined gold. And in fact, newly mined gold only accounts for somewhere in the region of, of one and a half percent of total gold stocks. So when you think about those existing gold stocks, essentially there, there's zero or very close to zero greenhouse gas emissions. And if you're holding gold in a portfolio, uh, we've produced research in collaboration with a, with a very well-established consultancy that looks at this. Holding gold, there, there is no incremental emissions associated with that gold, and it therefore actually lowers the overall emissions profile of a diversified portfolio. And we would always say you should hold gold as part of a diversified portfolio mm, for returns, mm. for liquidity, for diversification benefits. Now there's evidence that, that shows that holding gold in a diversified portfolio actually lowers the emissions, lowers the implied temperature of, of the portfolio. Where does gold itself sit when we talk about reducing the vulnerability of a portfolio to climate transition risks such as rising carbon taxes? So I think what, what gold does is it, it has a very long-term uh, understanding. We, we understand it as a, as a community and as investors as a store of value. And it provides resilience to risks. 
Uh, that is a good reason for holding gold. We've seen it over the last two years with the pandemic. And, and, and there are risks in the world. And climate risk is a big emerging risk. I was in Glasgow uh, three weeks ago and, and amazing to see the, the intent and commitment that there is uh, from obviously political leaders, but from investors as well. And I think we're going to see people are talking about the biggest reallocation of capital in human mm. history as a result of, of climate change. And with all of that uncertainty as to what the policies are going to be, uh, the governments are going to introduce in response to climate change, and indeed just some of the transition risks, changing weather patterns and how that impacts uh, various different parts of the economy, what we know is that, that gold is resilient in those kinds of situations. And so in addition to not releasing any, any greenhouse gas emissions once you hold it in, in your portfolio, Gold is also going to, I mean, it demonstrates it is that resilient store of value. And that I think is going to be ever more important in thinking about the impacts of climate change. And, and as you say, those physical risks and the transition, the policy changing risks uh, and uh, makes another case for holding gold in a portfolio. We, we are talking to Terry Heyman, the CFO of the World Gold Council, which is seeking to demonstrate how gold mining can support the economic development of local communities and national economies. Terry, the gold mining does suffer perhaps from, a, from a, like we said earlier, a perception problem, a PR issue. Um, one of those is the socioeconomic um, effects of it, of gold mining. And what, are the proportion, what proportion of the value created stays within the country of origin? Sure. So let me talk a little bit about the work that we've, we've just released and why we think this is so important. We asked our members to give us their data on where the money that they spend goes so that mm. they are digging out gold in, in countries all, all around the world. We, we've taken from 112 producing operations. As you say, gold is found on every continent except Antarctica and looked at where that money goes. And, and what the, the, the report shows is in total, our members contributed $38 billion to, to local economies. A uh, very significant part of that is obviously in the form of employment, of wages, taxes to governments, but also critically payments to suppliers. And it's those payments to suppliers that have implied and induced impacts in the communities and lead to the, the generation of, of economic activity in, as what you mentioned, are often very remote communities where there's a lack of of, of other economic opportunity. And, and so gold mining really has the potential to be a, a driver, a catalyst for social and economic development. Uh, 2020 was a pretty good year for the, the gold market. Gold was at a high level. Gold prices mm. were at a higher level than they'd been for, for a while. And it's always dangerous to look at things as just a one-year snapshot. But in 2020, uh, over 60% of the, the value of the gold sales was spent in the country uh, uh, where the gold mines operate. And we're talking about really important contributions in, in so many parts of the world, particularly in, in those economies that are gold-dependent gold economies, where gold makes up uh, over 2% of, of GDP. Countries like Burkina Faso and Mali and, and, and uh, Guinea uh, in, in, in Africa, um, Suriname in, in, in South America, Papua New Guinea in, in Asia. These are countries where gold mining really is a critical part of, of the economy and supports it in, in so many different ways through 
yes, contribution to GDP, but tax revenue uh, and all the multiplier effects you get. But even in other places, including in developed countries, if you look at northern Nevada or the Arctic Canada or, or, or Western Australia, you see similar examples of gold mines operating in remote areas and really being a driver for social and economic development. So again, I go back to where I started. It has to be done responsibly, and it's well understood now what is responsible gold mining. How do you mine gold in a way that recognizes and respects the environment, is sensitive to climate change, uh, labor rights, human rights, all of the social conditions, and, and gets the governance around gold mining right? That mm. is critical and that's fundamental. But if you can do that, the and 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 you can demonstrate that to stakeholders, the contribution that you can make as a gold mine in supporting economic and through that social development is is really significant. Of that responsibility, as you mentioned, there is also for the the workers. You talked about uh, you know labour rights and and workers' rights stuff like that. Um, how is that that the wellness standards for those working within the mines changing? So I actually think, um, if you think about health and safety, this is an issue that the mining sector has been thinking about for, for decades already. And it's well recognized and understood that if you want to operate a, an efficient mine, you need to operate a mine where, you, where the workforce are, are, are kept safe and, and are kept healthy. And that is core to uh, the way responsible gold mines operate. And indeed, uh, in the responsible gold mining principles that we set out, uh, with our members in, in 2019, we, we use the language above all other priorities, health and safety and, and looking after the workforce. But it's not just the workforce. What I think is changing is, is recognition around helping support community well-being. And mm. that's uh, the economic case that we talked about. But it is also physical wellness. And actually, during 2020 and even parts of this year, helping support communities through the pandemic, gold miners are able to do a lot because they have the, the, the capacity to do it. They have, bring skills and they bring economic uh, resource. And so yeah. we've seen through the pandemic, gold mines, again, operating in these remote communities, helping those communities understand what's going on. And for many of us, it's been a confusing time. And particularly if you're in more remote places and don't have perhaps the same access to yeah. government-run uh, health facilities, it can be a challenging time. And gold mines recognize the responsibility they have. Uh, it, it's the right thing to do, but it also helps build a stronger community, which gives license to operate to the, to the gold mine and makes the gold mine more, more successful mm. over, over the long term in terms of provision of education and training and personal protective equipment. And even in, in some cases, companies have donated hospitals right. uh, to support the pandemic. So that support around health and safety uh, and well-being is, is really crucial, yes, because it's the right thing, but actually because it supports the effective operation of a gold mine. Yeah, that's true. Terry, uh, you know, this is actually a fascinating topic and, and uh, there's so much more we could ask, but I'm afraid we've run out of time. So I'm afraid we have to leave it there. Uh, thank you so much to Terry Heyman, the CFO of the World Gold Council. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.